Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, hi. Hi. We're still waiting for everybody else. Okay. Should be just a second. Oh, Diane, the brochures, by the way. Huh? Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad you like those. Um, let me see. Diane's saying she didn't receive the talk shoot invitation. No, um, just use the same link I just sent. Email for the same um, call. All right, so let's see here. Okay, everybody's on. All right, let me unmute. Sorry, Diane. I know. I I just realized I hadn't hadn't done this. I'm so sorry. Oh no, that's okay. I had a problem getting on at first, but now it let me in. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, gotta get gotta get the dog in here. So okay, everyone. Um, let's get started. I have Kathleen with me. I'm so excited. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Kathleen. Hi. It's Yolanda. Oh, you're Yolanda oh, Riley. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Yolanda. <laughs> okay. So, all right. I'm going to mute you all, and then Kathleen's going to lead us in. Which which meditation did you say? Oh, I think I'll do the, um, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Okay, good. I think I'll do the um, Hatsurejo with animals. Today. Turn off the air. You turn it off for the, yeah. for the meditation. Okay, okay cool. Okay, so. Okay, so wait. Oh, wait, first, let, let's start there. Okay, so this is lesson seven of the Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioners class. And so we'll just make sure that we're all kind of relaxed and uh, ready for this. So let's just do a couple deep breaths, breathing in through your nose, bringing the breath down into your hara. Making that connection and on the out breath, letting go of all the tension and stress that you're holding in your body. And then breathing in through your nose again. Feel that beautiful cleansing breath. And on the out breath, out goes all of the stress you're carrying around from the day. And last breath in through your nose, down into your hara. And feel yourself starting to open and relax. And so now I'm going to turn it over to Kathleen to do the meditation for us today. All right. Thank you, Leah. Thank so, you. I'd like everyone to take a moment to go into Gasho. So palm to palm in front of your heart. And let's just take a moment to set our intent. I'd like to set our intention that we're open to receive whatever we need for healing in this very moment. We'd also like to invite our animals to share this beautiful healing space. So if you have animals with you right now, that's wonderful. You can just invite them in. And if you're not with your animals right now, just bring them to your mind and heart. Be with us right now. And I'd like you to just rest your hands on your lap, palms up or palms down. We're going to begin with the Reiki precepts for today only. Do not anger. Do not worry. Be humble. Honest in your work. 
compassionate to yourself and others. And we're going to do some Hara breathing. So remember your Hara is your lower belly. And you can visualize it as a beautiful sphere of healing light radiating out. And you're going to imagine that as you breathe, your breath is a beautiful healing light that comes in through your nose, filling your body with this light all the way down to the Hara, that beautiful sphere of light there in your lower belly. And on the out breath, you're going to imagine that this light can expand like a beautiful gentle mist out of your skin and into the area around you and out into the universe. You're breathing in and connecting with the Hara, filling your body with light and breathing out expanding this light about your skin, your aura, breathing in, connecting, and breathing out, expanding, and breathing in, connecting, and breathing out, expanding. Just continue this breath at your own pace. In and breathing out. With each breath in, just imagine that that light at your hara can get brighter and brighter. And with each out breath, imagine that that light can expand further and further into the universe. As you breathe, you can feel your edges softening, the edge of your physical being, softening into the light. So that there really is no difference between the light inside of you and the light outside of you. Very gently dissolving into the light. Continuing that breath. Imagining that you're sitting in this beautiful sphere of peacefulness, attitude, go of anger and worry, and feeling that compassion flowing through your whole being that your animals can step into and step out of the space at their own comfort. radiance, there is a purity, joy, 
much balance. Now I'd like you to take your hands and again place them in gasho in front of your heart, palm to palm. This is a beautiful position of balance, the left side and the right side of your body coming together. You feel that your spine is nice and straight. Energy is flowing easily through your whole physical being. And this gasho also reminds us of the humble, feeling we have towards our animal teachers, how we honor them with this practice, how we honor them as our teachers. Now I'd like you to visualize your breath as a beautiful healing light coming in through the tips of your fingers and filling your body with this light all the way to the shoulders and then down to the heart. And then on the out breath, bring that light from the hara to the shoulders, and down the arms and out the hands. Breathing in, hands to hara. Out, hara to hands. In, hands to hara. Out, hara to hands. And breathing out. Focusing your mind on that breath, movement of the breath, flow of the breath, light of the breath. Again, if you breathe, feel that with each breath in, light at your heart gets brighter and brighter. And with each exhale, you feel your edges begin to soften. That your physical being can just dissolve into this beautiful light. You are the light. The light is you. The animal is the light. The light is the animal. And we are all one in this beautiful human life. No separateness. Nothing to do. Nothing to fix. Only just to be. And the conscious breathing here is your anchor. And just breathing is the bridge. Physical being and your spiritual being. Feel how that breath helps to anchor you and 
physical and spiritual wants in the physical body and time. You are the universe, limitless light, infinite human potential. Mm -hmm. Just relax your breath and rest your hands on your arms up, your hands down. Feel the energy flow through your body, through your spirit. The expansiveness of your being, groundedness of your being, expansiveness, connectedness. You have a new very consider breath. Remember that we are to the universe. There is nothing you need to send, nothing you need to push or pull. Only this very gentle openness of our life. And within that light, we are one with our animals, with the universe, and all human possibility exists in this moment. And take a moment to thank your animals for joining in this beautiful space. Thank them for their presence in your life, all that they teach you about healing. Setting your intention to finish. Let's take a nice deep cleansing breath and slowly come back and open your eyes. Thank you, Kathleen. Oh my gosh, that was so wonderful. Wow. Oh, you're so awesome. Leo, my dog is laying behind the two of them. Oh, he's leaning against you. Oh, yeah, how he funny. Is. He's not leaning against me. So he loves his Reiki. And so he's like, this is a special treat because it's very strong right now. So thank you so much, everyone. Mm -hmm. 
So that's a really wonderful meditation. And that's a great one for you to replay and practice with because it really brings in that earth energy. And again, it's, it's earth energy within you. You're just reminding yourself, you're making that connection, but sometimes it helps us to visualize it. And then that heaven and, and, and sky energy, which is really expansive. So you're grounded yet expansive. And then that beautiful light that is your connection, your connection to all. So it's a really wonderful meditation to do. And you have this meditation now, and you have your chanting that you can do, you have the symbols you can do, and you have the precepts. They all lead to the same place. They all support that groundedness of the earth, the expansiveness of the sky, and the connection from your heart. So I'm going to open um, with Emma's homework. And I'll read that and, and we can comment on it. This morning, my meditation with my horse and goats was the lighthouse meditation. They were all restless as last night there had been many coyotes around the house. I sat down, recited the precepts, and grounded myself with Chokure and Seheki. Then I began to chant Hon Shazeshonen and to see my heart as a beacon of light and love, like a searchlight going out to all those in the world who are suffering and in need. After a bit, I could hear the chewing of hay and knew that they had all settled down. As I ended the meditation, I thanked them for joining me. As I thanked them, I realized how still everything seemed. There was a cricket chirping from the corner of the barn. The leaves of the giant Norway maples outside of the barn were rustling in the gentle breeze. And when I looked down, I could see many flies had settled on my feet, on the hay. I paused and thanked them all as well. It seemed a shame to, quote, end the meditation. And when I thought it through, I realized that it was that I was only ending the formal sitting meditation if I so chose, that I could be that beacon, that searchlight as I went through my day. If I set my intention to do so, and if I remained aware and honest, pausing to wipe the dust off the lens of the light as it accumulated during the day. In one of the versions of the precepts, the third precept is be honest. And in another version, the fourth precept is be diligent. That is being honest and diligent. I do love this class. A big hello to Kathleen. Love to you both. So sweet. Thank you so much, Emma, for sharing that. It is so true, too. You know, we don't have to turn this off. We can bring this with us, and the animals really help us to feel that deepness and that connection. And then you can go on through your day and always bringing yourself to that mindfulness, to reminding yourself that this meditation isn't an outward thing. It's really a part of you and who you are and what you're doing. And it's very easy, the more you practice, the easier it is to just stop, do your breath, maybe say the precepts, however it is that helps you to get into that space and remember it and then go throughout your day with it. And it's a beautiful way because it helps us to speak through the, the veil of the precepts when we're open and when we're grounded, our thoughts, our words are much more thoughtful and mindful. Um, when we're not, when we're all la, 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 we have a tendency to just blurt whatever it is that we, we feel or that we're thinking or we blurt out in anger or with fear or with worry. And if we can really do like what Emma was doing, with you go start with the animals and then just keep that with you throughout the day, you're going to find that you're a better version of yourself as you go through that day. So I'm going to open it up now to... Um, We'll open it up to Yolanda. We'll start with you. Can you hear us, Yolanda? Hello? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I can. So how was um, your experience? Well, I really thought it was really interesting because um, when I, I, I did one by myself and um, the animal that came to mind was one of one of my most powerful teachers who has crossed over. His name is Tommy the Cat. You may have remember me talking about him because he was the one that had um, he had kidney failure. He's about five, between five or six, had kidney failure, and uh, just really sick and, and um, just had a heart to heart with him. And when he saw that you know, like I was okay with letting him go. He just got this last boost of energy, like, yes, kind of communicating with me, like, yes, this is what I wanted. And uh, just kind of bounced, bounced away, you know, like, okay, this is what I wanted. And then uh, shortly after that, 
um, he, he was put to sleep so he wouldn't have to suffer. So I wanted to connect with him. And it was really interesting because um, I, when I was holding him in my mind, not only did I connect with him, but I also connected with people or with animals he was connected to. For example, his father and his mom and made an appearance. Oh. <laughs> I, that was something I wasn't expecting. Uh, so it was it was really interesting to to uh, have them join, um, and it was just a it, it was just a peaceful peaceful space and um, just holding that space and and uh, just seeing who would who would appear. Um, I didn't have any I really didn't have any uh, or hold any expectations like okay it's just it's just going to be Tommy. Uh, but it was interesting to see who else like just kind of joined joined the space, and it happened to be his mother and father that that joined the space. Wow! Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was um, that that was that was very very powerful, and um, I felt um, as as uh, as I was doing like the the different chanting and all. I felt like there was a, a second voice chanting with me. I don't know how to explain that, but I really felt like that that um, not only just my primary voice, but there was another voice like just chanting along with me and wanting to sing. And so I just thought that was really unusual because that did that did not happen <laughs> the other time. Um, so, it, but it happened this time. So it it was a very powerful experience, and then uh, the second one that I did was uh, with my current animals, Sophie the dog and and Lana the cat, and um, I had in mind uh, a, a dog which I'm I'm fond of, I'm very fond, very close. Uh, he's not my pet, but I mean, like we just you know just bonded. And I was worried about him because his owner is facing, or his human is facing a difficult decision of, of um, he's having, sort of having behaviors right now because there's been issues with the other animals in in uh, in his environment and apparently he's been kind of aggressive towards them, which is kind of unusual for him. He's, I, I've, I, do not ever recall him being like super aggressive, but apparently he has become like super aggressive to the point where um, it was it was considered for him to move, you know, like actually go to another home. And I was I was actually really surprised at that. So um, not holding anything, um, I just you know I offered the space. I had him in mind and um, just offered the space. Um, with with my with with my my animals there and um, and just <laughs> speaking of speaking of there's one at the door right now um, <laughs> but he's uh but just kind of just offering the space and just hoping for whatever uh, whatever the outcome is you know would be the perfect outcome. Um, but just just hoping for the best in his his situation. And while I was doing that one, um, both both my dog and cat, both Sophie and Lana, were, were just peacefully lying down. But then Sophie did something really unusual, which I've never seen her do before. It's like um, I had like I guess five less than five minutes left or something like that. But she rolled on her back, so she started to like like roll roll around and I was just like, Okay <laughs> this is different and so she just kinda rolled around and then got up and gave me a kiss and then came and, and settled right by me and then uh then both animals kinda settled after that and then just went back into you know, just started uh resting and being peaceful. So those those were my two experiences. They I I really felt like it was just very powerful and um I really felt like there was a lot of boundaries, a lot of things dissolving. I I, I can't I, I don't have the right words, but I just I really felt like everything was just dissolving and just becoming one. 
I, yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 cool when that starts to happen because it it's when that don't you think, Kathleen, when you finally start to feel that dissolving of space, then you really just start to I don't know become just light. You mm -hmm. you almost start to change your body. I think the hoshaze shonen too. That's a really powerful chant. It, yeah, and I think it becomes more effortless. Like in the beginning, when you first learn practice, it feels like very intentional and very um, like almost difficult to hold your intention because your mind is so busy and you keep thinking about other things, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, wait, I'm doing Reiki, <laughs> and mm -hmm. when when you start to feel that sort of lightness and peace and sort of dissolving and then it becomes there's no more doing it's just a, it's very effortless it's just like breathing it's like i'm here and i'm breathing and through that all of this healing is happening and in the beginning it was really hard to do it but now in a way i just sit and remember my breath and it all just takes place yeah yeah well, thank you so much, Yolanda. I'll um, go ahead and well, open thank you. it up. To, yes, thank you. Um, I'm going to open it up to, uh, let's see, I think this is Diane. Hey, Diane. Uh, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you just fine. Perfect. So I had a very, um, really exciting experience with my meditation. Um, my first meditation, um, you know, by myself, I thought of the animal chief who I filled you guys in on oh. the last few times, the dog who lives in the yard behind me. Um, and that's what I was doing with my self-meditation and thinking of chief. And I have to tell you, this week, there's like no yelling. There was like no yelling all last week. Oh, so we should, tell, we should tell Kathleen about chief. So why don't you explain a little bit about chief? And the and the kind of the background with him. Yeah, um, Chief is a dog who lives right behind me, and the owners are um, constantly screaming at this poor dog. And so he's one of the dogs I've been working with through my meditation to just kind of be present with um, and let him know that I'm here to support him, and I understand what's going on. And um, you know, it's like a real tough tough situation because um, although they are not physically abusing him, they are obviously mentally abusing him, you know. So he's been the one I've been working on um, the most. So that was a real breakthrough this past week um, because every day that I did the meditation, I, I didn't hear them come out and yell at all, which was like amazing. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. That's, awesome. That's really awesome because as you can see, you don't even have to, to be talking to them or know about it, but just that connection with that dog can make a huge difference in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy was out there today, like literally cleaning out the um, kennel. He was raking out all of the feces and changing the water. And I'm like, sweet Jesus. <laughs> like, well, I never does up, that. You know? Wow. you know, so that was really a positive thing. Um, but then That's what was interesting, yeah, it was huge. You know, at least for Chief, I'm sure having a clean kennel and no yelling for a week was like total <laughs> holiday for him. Well, yeah, and how wonderful because you supported him with Reiki instead of like being worried or being angry about the situation you actually you know supported him in that situation that's really beautiful think, yeah i think that's what i got the most out of this course so far is that because then i got a frantic call from the sanctuary and they said we have a really sick goat here we want you to come down and and you know do reiki on the goat and da 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 da, da. and so i said okay i'll be there in a few minutes and i said okay i'm this is going to be the animal i'm going to pick to do my meditation with in person and um, they weren't really sure what was going on with the goat they knew he was acting funny um, they were waiting on the vet to come so I sat with the goat 
um, first inside the stall, and I did my meditation. And he was, you know, not lethargic or anything, but just I, you could tell there was something wrong, like just not as curious and 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 as um, physical as the goat usually is. So they opened the the barn door out into the pasture. And he immediately went over to um, the hay uh, feed rack and he laid under it and he showed me underneath his belly. And that's when Yolanda said that uh, the cat had rolled over. That was what I experienced and the goat rolled over and I saw this giant open wound um, on the belly of the goat. And I said, well, you know, he showed me like right away where you know, the pain was and what was going on. And, you know, it looked like a hot spot that had just gotten, you know, kept licking and got infected and then just, you know, it really started to open. So um, it was interesting. It was a very interesting meditation because it happened so fast. It was, you know, started in the stall. But when, as soon as they opened the doors and he went out there, he just immediately showed me. So, wow really, you know, I wasn't surprised, surprised, you know, but I felt um, a sense of calmness because I, I felt like I wasn't freaking out about, oh, you know, he's really hurt and, and, you know, everyone else's energy was so chaotic and, you know, what's going on with, you know, Paul and because they have the three goats, Peter, Paul and Mary. And, and, you know, it's like everybody's freaking out and, you know, they're waiting for the vet and the vet's like, you know, an hour away. And, you know, so it was nice to bring that sense of calm to Paul and, and have him just show me what was wrong and just to be there with him and, and just, like you said, support him. So that was uh, <laughs> that was my exciting sanctuary experience. Oh, wonderful that you were able to offer that to him and he... You know, it's always such an honor when the animals share with us what's happening, you know, when they give us that clarity. And, and also that's what the meditation brings to us. We can actually hear this, you know, we can actually pay attention and go, oh, this is what he's showing me. So that's, that's so wonderful. Yeah, we love yeah. that. We're going to remit. So, I, so I, we're I, those. Yeah, I told this sanctuary, I said, you know, I think the, the volunteers and the staff could really benefit from doing some meditation before they start working with the animals because they do really get very like emotional and um, you know, it's so hard in that kind of setting as you know. And she was like really open to it. So I was like, you know, this is probably something we can work on and and build into like the training with the volunteers just to get them in that kind of, you know, meditative, you know, um, relaxation state before they start to work with the animals because, I think the animals react a lot to the different volunteers because of their, you know, they're worrying and they're, they're really upset for the animals and they're, you know, it's, it's, it's not as like supportive as it could be if they were calmer. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Oh no, definitely. I think that's a great thing to add. Like the shelter where I volunteer, they have um, kennel buddies and they teach them actually without knowing just to be calm and to watch your breath and to breathe slowly and to calm the animals. So I think that you can definitely even taking probably parts from like the self-healing class and teaching them just the simple hard breathing and the precepts. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would help so much. Yeah, and you have those brochures and um, you could use those and just to give people an idea. Yes, I got them. Thank you so much. They are beautiful. Um, And just kind of show them what um what um or or the brochures can show them you know what we're about and what you do and then also just you um doing a just a little talk about it and then there's that intro to animal reiki handout too that you'll get as part of sarah but um yeah that's that's really wonderful that they were open to it very open very open well they probably were watching you with paul and how he was, and how you know, and they they um, pick up on that too. That yeah, that calmness, and and pretty soon, I remember when I was at the shelter, they used to say, "Oh, could you do that um 
that reeky thing. Because <laughs> they would just say, oh, you're always so calm. The animals are calm with me. Could you go sit with this dog? You know, it, it makes a difference, even though they may not be able to say exactly what it is, you know, that it's reeky. Well, and the non-invasiveness of it. Yeah. Because, like, I know yeah. in New York, we were at a Catskill sanctuary, and on the whole, the the farm sanctuaries in New York have sort of um, banned Reiki yeah. and are very against it because of some bad experiences. And um, when, so they were all, the director, the associate director of Catskill is one of my students, so we sort of got in there through her and then they were very suspicious and so they were all watching us and when they saw that our our protocol was to basically sit outside to not approach any animals but to just kind of find a space to sit and just to be and then they have these um they're called the underfoots they're a whole herd of sheep that wander around they're super shy <laughs> and they never come in near any people and the underfoots were coming and standing in the middle of everyone and standing oh. right them, and they were like amazed and they wow. were like and they didn't see anyone like even if a sheep approached nobody reached out a hand nobody tried to lean down to you know pick any you know like if uh, one of the ducks or chickens approached nobody was leaning down trying to pick them up everyone was just in their own meditation space and just being and they were absolutely amazed and loved it and so i think that that to me is such a powerful testament when people who are kind of anti what you're doing because they've had a bad experience and then you're able to bring them around through gentleness and non-invasiveness i mean that really says something yeah no and then you had one woman with who was the is she like the new director she was very or she was ahead of the director wasn't she? she was like head of the operate the animal operations there at that and she's she's very tough and not friendly and i was told she's not going to come down to see you guys mm -hmm. and you know just be careful because she's real and she actually came down after a meditation that we had done in in with we went in with one of the staff members to a duck there was a duck and a goose and some chickens and um 25 of us went in this paddock and not only did all the chickens come out the duck came out the goose that was terrified of people came out and went to sleep and the chickens were in our laps <laughs> but the turkeys in the neighborhood <laughs> came over and were up against the fence where we were and the underfoots came and were up against the fence on the other side and the horses came galloping across on the fourth side and were standing and she was up in the office and she said it was literally like a swarm in a 30-minute period of time from all the animals doing their own thing whatever and they then by the end of the 30 minutes they were all completely swarmed around that paddock she said she'd never seen anything like it she walked down from the office and <laughs> said i don't know what you're doing but please keep doing it and you are welcome here anytime isn't that oh, amazing that's amazing and that was my that's the one thing i wanted to pick your brain about was a lot of times, you know, like the volunteers and the staff at the sanctuary, they want to come and watch. And it's not that I don't want them to because I don't want to hide anything from them. But sometimes I feel like I don't get as relaxed and in that state when they're chit-chattering and, and talking. And, like, I have a hard time, you know, like getting them to be quiet. <laughs> you could lead them into meditation or you could – Pull up a chair and do a chair treatment on them. Yeah. While you're doing it. Yeah. Because I find like they, they, they like to try to talk to me during it, the staff, and ask me questions. And I'm, I'm just trying to get into that, you know, mental space where I'm just, you know, there and relaxed. And then it's like they kind of start to bombard me with questions. And I never really know. I don't want to discourage them from it. So like I kind of stop and I'll answer whatever they're asking. But that's why I think maybe the training would help to kind of like, you, you know, show them, them first. Could yeah. you say before you start, say, I would love you to come down, but it is a meditation. So we can either sit quietly together and I could lead you in the meditation or I can do a hand, some hands-on Reiki while I meditate with the animals. We can do it at the same time. And then if you have questions, we can talk afterwards. So I'll bring you out 
of the meditation at the end, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I feel like if you are in the meditation, they interrupt you and they're talking, you can talk really slow. Like when you're in that meditative space and you're talking okay. very quietly and very slowly because you can still be in that space. But when you do that, then they kind of calm down and get lower too. So, you know, they might be la la la, but you're just, well, this is what yeah. I'm doing. And more like just the animals respond so well, but as soon as they come in and they start, yeah, like watching, it's like, yeah, yeah, it is a meditation, so it's disruptive to the animals, not so much to you, but to the animals when they come down and they're getting, yeah, yeah, and and then the talking really makes it hard for them to relax so well, engage them you've yeah. got to engage them yeah. either through meditation meditating with you guide them in, in guide meditation, them in meditation or give them a chair treatment so okay know. great want to come down got to be engaged right okay perfect That's a, thank you and even the priest the precept is always a really good simple meditation if you don't feel comfortable in leading them and i don't know if you have the five healing meditations book um that one's a good one too. It's got some nice meditations you could lead someone in, but, um, okay. but the precepts is always a really good one too. So, well, thank you so much, Diane. So I'm going to open it up to Corey. Yeah. Okay. All right. Corey, are you there? I'm here. Yay. Okay. okay so I'm back from the horse stables and working with the shelter dogs again this week. But um, I decided to try, since it's, you suggested it, I thought, well, I'm going to do what you suggested, and I'm going to do my first exercise on a person. So I did that, and I did the, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, in Kaku Chiryoho, the remote oh. healing exercise. Mm -hmm. And I did it with... Um, a, a close friend and client of mine. So with this one, and of course, we're beginning with the Honsha Zeshonin and then the Saheki and then finally the, the Chokurei. I got so hot. <laughs> I mean, my whole body was burning. And I, I mean, sometimes I get hot when I'm doing Reiki, but this happened like immediately and was so intense. Um, but finally, I guess when I put my hands in the gasho and it, then I began to settle and cool when um, at the point where I'm sinking into the earth energy with the first symbol. But um, it was it was very intense. And so then I went to the shelter um, and did the same exercise sitting outside a kennel with. Oh, and by the way, pickles got adopted. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wonderful. I I went and I asked, can I go see Pickles? And the person I talked to didn't even know yet. She took me over and she wasn't there. And we're like, what happened to Pickles? So we had to go around and ask. And they said, she's adopted. So anyway, sorry for That's that. Um, hitting off in another direction. But So I'm with a brand new animal um, when I'm doing this um, this time. Um, and it was very, it was so wonderful when I did when I did this uh, focusing on a person, but with the with the new animal that I'm not even familiar with really sitting next to me, it felt like a soft embrace and support inside my body and all around it. And mm -hmm. it, I mean, it re for me it reminded me of how it feels when I'm meditating with Divine Mother, and it was. It was so, so beautiful. Um, so that was my experience. I mean, it, doing the same meditation without the animal and with the animal, um, I, I really felt the support. It, it was yeah. beautiful. It's, it's a big difference when you meditate with animals because they really, they really help support the space. I mean, it's just a connection for them. Like they're not making this effort to, quote, meditate. It's just their being. And um, it really supports us and we can feel it. It's a big difference when you do um, Reiki with an animal or offer Reiki with an animal and offer Reiki with a person. 
we were just talking about that because I was telling Kathleen that I was at the shelter and I was walking a dog that was just this spazzy dog. He's young, he's 10 months, really strong. And they have some dogs in quarantine and on the trail where we walk behind the shelter, you kind of come up a little slope and you can see where the other dogs are being kept. You can't see them because they have, um, you know, the, it's all solid walls for them, but um, you can hear them barking and wailing. And so we stopped and I thought, oh, I'll do a little Reiki. And as I was doing that, getting into the space, I could feel it just becoming so big and the connection so strong. And it was because this little dog next to me had sat down and he's in that space and we're connecting to these dogs and they got really quiet across the way. And they were like a hundred feet away. And it was a really beautiful and Kathleen reminded me, well, he's, you know, really setting the space, you know, it's like, I'm setting my intent to do Reiki. And then this little dog is just like, Oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. And then his like energy is just wah. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, big difference, right? Big difference from human to animal. And that's, and that's why they bring us so much in this, in this whole practice of us doing animal Reiki. It's, it's, this is why I tell everybody, you can sit with the Dalai Lama and meditate and you may feel something or may not. You sit with an animal, you're definitely gonna feel something. Are you there, Corey? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I was, I thought, did I lose you? <laughs> I'm listening. So did you? I, I haven't had the chance to sit with the Dalai Lama, but <laughs> no, neither have I. Maybe one day. But uh, yeah, did, you, like did you have any questions for Kathleen or anything? I'm not sure. Um, I don't, I can't think of any. I would just love to to hear her talk endlessly, probably. But I know. <laughs> I right? think of a so would we all. So would we all. Well, we'll just. We'll sit in here. We'll have we'll have coffee talk with coffee Kathleen. Talk. Coffee talk with Kathleen right now. All right, Kathleen. What's the biggest takeaway you think that they need to hear after doing Honsha for men? Well, I like to use a tree. I like to think about a tree. And, oh, I love this. Um, how trees really teach us what Chokurei, Seheki, and Honsha Shonen mean. And trees teach us the way animals teach us. They don't teach us through doing something. They teach or telling us something they teach us by just being and if we are listening if we're open we can see their presence and their being and that presence and being is the lesson so if you think of a tree if we had x-ray vision and we could look down we could see the tree we could see the roots and we could see the branches we could see that it looks almost like a mirror image right so when a tree starts growing it's really little then the roots start to grow and the deeper and wider the roots spread, the taller the branches can grow, right? And so every year we see that the tree is growing from the branches with the new green growth and everything in the spring. What we don't see is that's also happening in the roots. The roots are also growing. And so it ha that is the way that the tree naturally grows is the more grounded they are in the earth, the more expansive their branches can become. And this is just like us, that it really starts with our roots and with our grounding and with our hara. It has to go from there. We may want to be very expansive in our mind. We may want to let go of what's wrong with the animal and be able to see the bigger picture and not to go into pity, not to go into our emotions. We may want to have this, you know, mind as wide as the sky and just let our worries float like clouds. But if we're not grounded, our mind cannot expand in that way. And so we can intellectualize, oh yeah, I need to let that go. But if we're not working on growing our roots deeper into the earth, it can't happen. So just like the tree, we have to grow first from the roots and then we can expand our mind. Now the trees, I've often heard them called the lungs of the planet. So the trees give us the air that we breathe right? Life, all life is dependent on these trees. But the trees, so if I imagine a tree in a forest, the tree isn't standing in the forest going, oh my God, <laughs> I'm the lungs of the planet. This is a really big responsibility. I got to create this atmosphere for these people. Oh my God, it's so exhausting. 
right? They are just being. But in their presence, they create life. And they hold life together for all of us in the world, just by being. So in the same way, for our energy, the more grounded we are and the wider that our minds become, the more connected we are. But it's not a connection that we have to direct or we have to send or we have to push this way or that way or we have to like, you know, oh my God, I'm trying to connect and it's so hard to connect. It is a realization that we are already connected, already connected. We don't have to beam something out from beam this energy out or even our intention is only a tool to help us to realize we're already connected. And the more that you can ground and expand, the more that understanding that you're already connected will happen. And that's what we, when we say being Reiki with animals, that's what we're talking about is that sort of remembrance of the power of our presence. Our, our presence is really the most healing power that we have is just the power of our open-hearted, compassionate presence. And this is something that all of us as sentient beings, we all possess this power. Trees possess this power, as we can see, very healing, right? Animals possess this power. Humans also possess this power, but through our wonderful intellect, we've hmm. actually separated ourselves from it. And so um, these that's why we have to have a system to help us get back. You know, the trees don't have to take a Reiki class. Oh, well, the oak tree in my backyard, you know, I initiated into Reiki. <laughs> now he's a Reiki master, right? The trees are already masters of connection. Animals are already just pure light it's who they are it we are the ones who have separated ourselves so that's where the system of reiki comes in help us to bring ourselves back to i always say when i teach a reiki one class i always tell my students reiki should feel like you're coming home you're coming home to yourself you're coming home you. It should feel familiar. It should be like a feeling of well-being and comfort. And because it's really just remembering what we are. And that beautiful heart that exists within you. you know, and once we remember it, now we can go into the world and have such a big impact. And that's why Leah and I created Sarah. It's not just about sitting in our house with our eyes shut meditating, but now that we understand and remember this life, then we want to go into the world and share it. And you can feel yourself remembering that light when you have those experiences, like the dissolving into the energy, the dissolving into that light. It's really just, that's why it feels so visceral, because it's, it's really just you just remembering, this is who I am. This is, this physical body, yes, is part of you, but your spirit and it's this energy, it's, yeah. It's a familiar place because it's it's your best self. It's the best version mm -hmm. of you. And I think you started out talking about Right. And that's what this brings to us. So, well, thank you, everyone. We have to go. I've got to get Kathleen to the airport. She's got to catch a flight. But um, I hope you all enjoyed this special class. It was such an honor to have Kathleen. Oh, thank you for everybody for sharing with me and letting me be. And you're all on unmute, you. so you can talk if you want to say goodbye or anything. Bye, thank you, thank you so much, oh, Kathleen. <laughs> it was really nice, ladies. Have a wonderful week, and we will have our last class. Oh, my God, boo-hoo. I hate this. I hate this. Um, we'll all talk to you next week. Then have a great week. Blessings, everybody. Thank you. Okay. Thank you have too. a good week. Good night. Bye. 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 <laughs>
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.